have something good to feed people, the saints of God. I want to talk to you uh, in this first session here this morning. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about uh, the importance of giving, the importance of giving. And uh, it's really... It's really important, and, and, and I know that when the pastor starts talking about giving, uh, all of a sudden people start to get nervous, and I don't want you to get nervous. I want to talk to you about the blessings and the benefits of giving to the kingdom of God. The word offering and offerings... Uh, is mentioned 988 times in the Bible. Now let that just sink in just a little bit. The word tithe and tithes is mentioned 38 times in the Bible. Now the difference is is offerings are free will. Tithing is a commandment. Offerings are free will. Tithing is a commandment. And, and this is not the last time I'm going to talk about this because, uh, and, and let, me, let me say this. Uh, I know it's the end of the year. And uh, we just prepared tithing and offering statements. And if you haven't got yours, if you'll let us know, uh, we have it available. And I went in there uh, when they were running them off. Uh, my daughter was running them off. I went in there, and it was a whole stack of them. And uh, so that made me feel good. But... uh if you held a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you any numbers uh, that I saw. I just, I, I believe that I pastor a very honest group of people. I pastor people that are interested in being saved. And I know that uh, I may be naive about all of that. But uh, I think God has blessed you guys, and y'all have blessed me. Uh, but tithing is a commandment, and offering is mentioned 988 times, and tithing is only mentioned 38 times because God was very definite that you get the understanding that uh, offerings are free will and tithing is a commandment. And so tithe is mentioned 38, uh, the, the tithing is mentioned 38 times in the Bible. And so 988 times is how many offerings are mentioned. And to save some of you from doing the math, that is 26 times offering is mentioned 
26 times more than uh, tithing is mentioned. So God keeps reminding us about the offerings because he understands humanity better than I do. He understands humanity better than any of us Solomons that are sitting here today. And I know we got some wise Solomons sitting here today. And uh, if you'll let me know that you're one of the wise Solomons, I got some problems I want to talk to you about. See if you got answers to them. And, uh, but anyway, uh, he mentions offerings. Every time he mentioned tithing, he mentioned offering 26 times because he understood that when you give everybody the freedom to give it as they want to give it, then some then will not give as much as others. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6, the writer says, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. So... I, I read a little article uh, in going over some stuff uh, uh, last night, and I read a little article, and uh, it, it really kind of got my attention, but it talked about that uh, there is hardly ever do you see somebody that is freely given and very benevolent, hardly do you ever see that person not extremely blessed. And just, just think about what I'm saying. People that, that just give to others, people that are not stingy, you see them blessed probably 99 times out of 100 more than the one stingy person. So probably for ever, ever stingy person you know that doesn't ever give anything, doesn't support the church, doesn't support people's poverty. And, and I understand there's so many, I, I don't know of hardly an intersection in the city, in the city of Tulsa that, that, that I think that I can think of right now that you pull up to and don't see somebody there begging for money. I mean, just just uh, yesterday, my wife and I was going somewhere, and we pulled up to uh, the intersection at uh, uh, 71st and Riverside. And there's this big, huge guy, and he was sitting there the day before. But he was just sitting there just glaring at everybody. And, and just, in other words, when you pass by, he's just staring at you, you know. It just kind of makes you feel a little creepy, you know, because you really don't know what them people's up to. And uh, so, anyway, uh, that's 
that that in five dollars to get you a cup of coffee at Starbucks. But I am telling you, uh, we need to be benevolent, not just throw your money at anything. But uh, anyway, I want to talk to you today uh, from the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter number 55 and verse number 6. Verse number 6, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake, let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thought, and let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. And then he says this, and this has been in my spirit for many weeks now, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. As far as the heaven is higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And so the Lord is talking to the prophet Isaiah. And he is, he's using Isaiah uh, to reach for Israel uh, to come back. But the thing that he stressed in verse 8, For my ways, are my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. My plans are not your plans. Listen. God's plans, it's obvious in my life, has not been my plans. God's ways, I have to stay on my knees because I have to stay in touch. And that's the important thing about praying. You've got to be spiritual. You've got to have a relationship with the unseen God if you're going to be thinking on his level. You got to be in submission. You got to bring your thought process into submission. You have to pray the prayer not my will, but thy will be done. Not my way, but thy way be done. Not my thoughts, but your thoughts be done. And, and because if we're not careful, you know, we all have a mind. Uh, hopefully, hopefully everybody here still got theirs. You haven't lost your mind. And uh, uh, if you have lost your mind, we're going to pray for you today that uh, you regain it. But God's ways are not our ways. And that is the important thing that we have to understand. Uh, God's ways and man's ways uh, are on different frequencies. God's ways and man's ways are, are just so different. God thinks of heavenly things. I think of earthly things. Now, that's why God robed himself in flesh and became a man and dwelt among us. 
is because he wanted to be a God that knew what it was to feel the infirmities of man. And that's what's so unique about God. He has been a man. He knows what men go through. He knows what it's like to be rejected. He knows what it's like to be mocked. He knows what it's like to be laughed at. He knows what it's like to feel pain. He knows what it's like to feel agony. But that is the God that I'm talking about today. He can get on my level or he can soar up into the solar system and take care of things that are going on in the, in the universe today. That's the God we're serving. And, and listen, the more I talk about God, the more I am amazed at God and God's ways and God's thinking. And so it's important. It's important for us to understand that my thoughts is not your thoughts. My thoughts are not God's thoughts. That's what he's telling us. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither uh, are your ways my way, saith the Lord. This is God talking to us. And, and that's why we have to have trust and confidence in God. I'm going to tell you something about trust and confidence in God. The more you pray, the more trust and the more confidence you're going to have. When you don't pray, your faith gets weak. When you're not praying, all of a sudden you're backing up and second-guessing everything. And, and, and you're wondering, where is God in all of this? I'm going to tell you where God is. He's right where you left him. He's right at your altar. When you get back to your altar and you get back in prayer, that's where you're going to find God again. God says to us, he talks to us, and he says, he says it's, it's not me that has moved, but it's your iniquities that have separated you from me. It's your thoughts. It's your ways. It's your ideas. It's your opinions. God's always the same. He's never changing. That's the wonderful thing about God. He doesn't change. He's always the same. And so God is God. God is in control. God is the God that knows where we're at. God's, God's in control. And so uh, I'm, I'm talking about tithing. This tithing concept is found in the Old Testament. The word tithe itself means a tenth, a part. It was a practice of giving one-tenth of one's income uh, or produce or whatever it is that you're increasing. In other words, one-tenth of your increase. That is a tithing. Tithing is different from offerings. Offerings is something that you give free will. Now, there was a practice that they practiced in the Old Testament, and it was called or referred to as a temple tax. And, and this is what I have adopted for myself. I, I have a temple 
tax on everything I do. I don't, I, I, it's free will, it's free will, but I practice it and I feel very blessed because I practice the temple tax and it's Old Testament, I get it, I understand it, but we've got offerings that are mentioned in the New Testament as well and so I just set it up in my own mind, my own way. And, and they, they take it out. When you give me tithing, when you give me tithing, 5% of your tithing goes to the offerings, to the church, at least 5%. You, you know, we got people that give 10% offerings. We got people that give sometimes 20% offerings. And so it's not, it's not that you're limited to anything, but it is free will. It's just because you want to give it because God's been so good to you, because God has blessed you, and God has blessed you abundantly. And, and, and the more God blesses you, the more you're going to give, and God sees your faithfulness. God sees your faithfulness. God sees your free will. God knows that you are somebody that he can trust with an abundant supply. The church is the conduit. This is you're, you're the pipeline that brings the blessings into the kingdom of God. And, and this, is, this is the method that I practice. This is what I teach and preach. It's not mandatory because offerings are free will. I get it. But if you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. And if you sow bountifully, you're going to reap that way. Your harvest is going to be bigger the more you sow into the kingdom of God. And so tithing is a concept that is found in the Old Testament. Matter of fact, we can go back to the book of Genesis chapter 14 and verse 20. And this is one of the earliest mentions of tithing, and, and this is where Abraham uh, gave all the tithe to Melchizedek, and uh, he's given all of the tithe uh, to, this was a priest, and, and so he is giving all of the tithe, and we, you can read through that chapter there, uh, verse 20, and he blessed the most high God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand, and he gave him tithe of all. He gave them tithe of all. And so he was given tithe. Also, you can read and study about Abraham. He was continually going and offering sacrifices. You know what it done to him when he offered? It was, it was a sacrifice. He paid his tithing of his produce. He paid his tithing on his, on his cattle, on his oxen. He was very wealthy. Abraham paid his tithe. He paid them to the ministry. He paid them to, directly to the ministry. And, and then he gave offerings continually. When he wanted a blessing, he would go offer a sacrifice on the altar. We're not under that law anymore. I get it. We don't have to offer 
blood sacrifices, but we can give sacrifice offerings. We can give sacrifice offerings. Listen, it, it sometimes becomes a sacrifice for me to give the 5% offering, but that goes to the temple. That goes, it, they called it a temple tax back in biblical times. And, and that was what went to help support the temple, the expense of the tabernacle. It, it, it took care of somebody, somebody had to pay for all of that stuff. Uh, it wasn't gave to them and it's not given to us. The lights, the air conditioning, the facilities. And thank God we've got people that are giving people. I'm not up here preaching this because we need more money today. Uh, but we've got people that obey the plan of God. And they follow the plan of God. We got people that pay 5% offering. We got some that pay 10% offering. We have some that pay 20% offering. That's, that's not mandatory. That's something they felt to do and they do it. And because of that, we're able to have the light zone. Because of that, we've got nice facilities here today. Because of that, we have insurance on our facility. In case it burns down, we're going to have something here, to, uh, some money coming from an insurance company to rebuild everything we've got. We have power on. We have electricity in the building. We've got gas run to our building. You feel the warmth in here today? That's because we've got heat in here. And, and somebody said, well, I'm cold. I'm cold. I'm cold. Well... Uh, you'd be a whole lot colder if we didn't have heat on here today. But I'm going to tell you, we can't please everybody. Some's too hot, some's too cold. And, and so anyway, we're just trying to run it where uh, we can keep you from getting sick and, and, and make you feel welcome back. That's good preaching, Brother Dykes. And so in Leviticus chapter 27 and verse 30, the law of tithing was established under Moses. And this verse states that all of the tithe of the land, whether of the seed or whether of the land, whether of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's and it's holy. That part is consecrated. It's given to the Lord. And so tithing, as I've done said, is a commandment. Offerings are free will, and, and you set the pace for that. We have, we have plans that we can tell you about that others have went by. I told you back in the Old Testament, they had the temple tax, and they tithe 10% and 5% offering. That's pretty easy for you to keep up with. So if you owe $100 tithe, you owe a $50 offering. And listen, here's the good news. There's very few people in this church that don't do at least that. And so thank God for people that's got the revelation and the understanding of it. And so anyway, I want to get back to my message. And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed or the land or the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is the Lord's. It is holy. There's something about tithing that is holy. There is something about tithing 
that is holy. Verse 31, if a man uh, at will redeem aught of his tithes, he shall uh, add thereto a fifth part thereof. That is 20%. If you borrow your tithes, if you use your tithe money for something else, uh, you owe you owe 20% interest on the tithe money. Now I'm just telling, I'm just reading the Bible. That's that's all I'm doing today. And and I'll I'll, I'll preach at eleven o'clock, but right now, right now I'm reading the Bible to you, just the scripture. And uh, so it, it's important, it's important that we understand what the Levitical law was. What is the law on tithing? And and Malachi 3, and uh, Malachi 3, uh, let, me, let me get it here. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat, M-E-A-T, in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open to you, open you the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that there shall not be room enough to receive it. When you pay tithe, you're bringing it to the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. You know what I'm holding in my hand? I'm holding bread right here. This is the word. The word of God is the bread. And when the preacher gets up and preaches the word of God, that's the meat. That's what helps you grow. That's what helps get you strong. That's what helps get you established. Bring, bring the tithing that there may be meat in my house. I'm going to tell you something. How shall we hear without a preacher? You got to have a preacher. You got to have somebody that's going to get in the pulpit and tell you exactly the way the law is, exactly what the word of God is saying. Let's, let's back up to verse number 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your father, ye are gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But you say, wherein shall we return? Verse 8, will a man rob God? But ye have robbed me. And you say, wherewith have, wherein have we, have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all of the tithe into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And ye shall not 
and he shall not, the devourer shall not, shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, nor your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, God's in control of your life. God is the one that gives you life. God is the one that gives you health. God is the one that gives you strength. God is the one that gives you courage. God is the one that can heal your body. God is the one that can heal your sick baby. God God is the one that that you need for every moment of your life, every day of your life. And so offerings and tithing is very important in the word of God and in the ways of God and living for God. I would be cheating you today not to talk about you becoming a blessed individual. I would be shortchanging you. I would I would be I would be dealing with people that had the devourer working in their life and didn't have any idea why. But I'm going to tell you this word of God is a light unto our pathway. I've been preaching about light around here the last two Sunday mornings and I guess I'm back on light again today. But I'm going to tell you I'm I'm giving you some light. I'm giving you some revelation. I'm giving you some understanding. Some of you are dealing with problem after problem after. Listen, I know, I know that it rains on the just. I got enough sense to know that. But I'm going to tell you something. It don't rain every day on the just. There's going to be storms of life that's going to come and things are going to go wrong. Things are going to go wrong. Listen, listen, I got, I got center people that send me tithe every week. That's right. And you know why they send tithe? They believe that it will rebuke the devourer. And that's just part of it. That's part of it. But I'm going to tell you something. Us people that are sitting here that come to church, I want you to know that, that you, listen, it ain't just your tithe and your offerings that can cause the devourer to come. It can be a bad spirit, a bad attitude, a rotten disposition in life, and, and you, get, you get the mentality that the whole world is, a, listen, listen, the whole world is not against you. The whole world is not against you. God, If God, Paul said it like this, if God be for you, if God be for you, if God, God before you. Who can be against you? And that's that's all I want. I want everybody to have God on their side. I have I have a mandate from God. I have a mandate to preach, and 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 tithing and offering is a very important subject because you can get the curse of God on everything you're touching if you're not living right, if you're not treating people right. You got to treat people good. You got to treat people right. You got to treat people with a good attitude. It don't matter how they treat you. Well, that's real good preaching.
and it really deserves a better response than it's getting. That sounds crazy. Forget I said that. Scratch that. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. We need God. We need God. And, and you can give your tithing and your offerings and still get God against you. It's, it's, it's important how you're treating people. It's important how your mental attitude is. Everybody say mental attitude. I'm going to tell you something. You just got to learn to smile when it ain't smiling time. You got to learn to be happy when it ain't happy time. You got to learn to be happy when, when you're standing in the corner with your nose in the corner. You still got to have a good attitude. And, and, and listen, we all, we all find ourselves in a place that we feel like all of the world is against us. But that's when we need to stand strong and stand firm for God. God is in the, God is in the saving business. God is in the changing business. God is in the miracle business. God is in the blessing business. God is in the business of turning the midnight hour into the most beautiful sunshiny day. That's what God does. I'm trying not to get on my next message, but anyway, I'll give it to you just a little bit. But I'm going to tell you, the Bible, the Bible talks about giving. Uh, there's a lot of verses. Uh, I, I think I just told you that, that uh, uh, let me go back to it. There's 988 times it's mentioned in the Bible about offering or offerings. Tithing is mentioned 38 times. He mentioned offerings 26 times more than he did tithing. And so it's important that we're doing it both. But I'm going to tell you, not only is it important that we're doing both giving of our finances, but it's giving of ourselves, and it's practicing the law of God. It's practicing the, the being right with God. It's important. It's important, and, and I'm, I'm done for this session. Offerings, offerings uh, are, are volunteer acts. But the Bible speaks in, in 1 Corinthians 16 and 2, and I'm closing with this. Upon the first day of the week, that's today, Sunday, upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God has prospered him. And so God does speak about giving systematically. And the reason you need to give systematically because we get insurance bills systematically. We get light bills systematically. We get everything you get at home, we get it here as far as bills is concerned. Light bill, gas bill, uh, the, only thing, the only thing we get exempt from is 
the taxes. Thank God for Creek County and the state of Oklahoma uh, allowing churches to be tax exempt. And I'm telling you, there is a movement that is on that is trying to take away uh, tax exempt status for charitable organizations. And there's a movement that hates God. They hate the church. They hate every time they see a beautiful building setting somewhere and know that they can't touch it. They hate that. But thank God we've still got some God-fearing men in authority that is, that is holding up and standing up for the church. Praise God. And while they stand up for the church, let's stand up for the church. And I'm going to let you be dismissed from this session. But before you dismiss, turn around and greet somebody and tell them you're happy to see them in the house of the Lord today.
Amen. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. As we begin to make our way back to our seats this morning. Amen. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord today. So thankful for what God is going to do and have already done in this place this morning. Amen. I wonder if we can begin to lift up our voice before we begin to sing and ask God to help us in this service and begin to pray that his anointing, that his spirit will begin to move in a mighty way in this sanctuary. Why don't you lift up your voice all across this house and begin to talk to the Lord and ask him to help us today. God, we worship you this morning. Lord, we're thankful for your presence that we already feel in this sanctuary today. God, we're asking right now in the precious name of Jesus Christ, God, that you begin to have your way in this service. God, touch us from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet, Lord, for we're desperate for a moving of your spirit today. God, we're desperate, Lord, uh, for a troubling of the waters. We're, God, we're asking in the name that's above every name, uh, God, that you would touch each and every individual that's here uh, under the sound of my voice this morning. Uh, God, for we need you more than anything else today. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Why don't you put your hands together uh, one more time in this sanctuary. Uh, hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> 